This episode is brought to you by Sprout Living. One of our favorite new snacks are Sprout Living's probiotic almonds. Wildly delicious and irresistibly crunchy, these are the perfect gut-healthy balanced snack. Each pack of the sprouted and activated organic almonds contain 10 billion CFUs of probiotics, 6 grams of clean plant protein, and a variety of other superfood spices and herbs that do the body good. They're made without seed oils, which we all know are out. And the flavors, the Italian truffle is delicious and the dairy-free cheddar cheese made with turmeric and nutritional yeast always hits the spot. Honestly, we may never have another chip again. Sprout Living also makes our favorite plant-based protein blends. My personal favorite is the coffee flavor. If you want to try Sprout Living, you can save 20% off your entire order by using code COURAGEOUS at checkout. Visit www.sproutliving.com and use code COURAGEOUS to save 20%. Give them a try and let us know if you love them as much as we do. You can also find the direct links in our show notes. Welcome to Courageous Wellness. My name is Erica Stein. And I'm Allie French, and this is a podcast about individual journeys within wellness and how to navigate it all. After Allie experienced a cancer diagnosis in her 20s, and Erica went through a self-love journey, we created a platform to interview real people from all walks of life that have combined all types of practices. From physical wellness to emotional and spiritual, we hear courageous stories and focus on why it's important to share them. We are both certified integrative nutrition health coaches and together with our community are learning to live our most purposeful lives by sharing one courageous story at a time. It takes courage to share these journeys and by talking about them, we aim to destigmatize the process. We want you to be your own health advocate, feel educated and informed on the latest in health and wellness and empower you to feel your absolute best. And because we want to bring forth a wide variety of stories, the opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect our own, but we hope the diverse and varied stories will empower you to make the best choices for your own life. So join us as we and our community share our courageous wellness. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Courageous Wellness. This week, we have a great conversation with Dr. Romy Mushtaq. Um, which we will get into shortly. You know, it's all about the busy brain and her book, The Busy Brain Cure, Stress Management. Again, we're going to get in depth in the conversation. One of the things that Erica and I uh, enjoyed with Dr. Romy is that on her website, she has a quiz. So if you're interested in learning more about the busy brain, um, go over there and and see how you... uh, See how you score, how busy is your brain. Um, You know, we always love a quiz. I think it's growing up with... The, the quizzes in the magazines, right? A hundred percent. But before we get into the episode, we're going to do our normal quick weekly updates. Erica, I know you have some travel coming up. What's what's going on with you? Yes, that is going to be my update. I'm traveling again this week and I have really perfected my plain snacks for both me and my husband. And so I want to share kind of my updated travel snacks, everything I pack, because as we know, plain food isn't always the most um, 
delicious or nutritious. So I like to pack kind of, and it's also expensive at the airport as well. Like everything is priced so high. So I really like to pack snacks and food. And I know we've talked about like Ali packs real food bento boxes, which is so cool. She shared that on other updates. And as much as I want to do that, I feel like I'm not there yet because I'm always kind of rushing out the door or, you know, I just like, I'm more of like a bars and snacky girl. And so I have really perfected it. So it's going to come as no surprise to anybody, but BTR bars that we love um, are in my arsenal. I always have the peanut butter chocolate and my husband loves the cinnamon cookie dough. He loves the peanut butter chocolate too, but his favorite are the cinnamon cookie dough. So I always pack a bunch of those because they're like snack bars. Mm -hmm. So I typically for a longer flight, I'll have like two throughout Mm -hmm. the travel day. So I always kind of pack a bunch of those and also their chocolate truffle cup. So I'm somebody who always likes to have like something sweet on the plane. And so their chocolate truffle cups are my absolute favorite. They're heart-shaped. I think I've talked about these before. I'm not even a chocolate cherry girl, but their chocolate cherry truffle cups are the most delicious delicious little chocolate truffles I have had. And so I always pack those as my little heart-shaped sweet treat. And we love Ashley. It's a female-founded brand. There, It truly is the cleanest label on the market when it comes to bars. You will not find anything cleaner with no filler and no crap in it. Um, it's just, it truly is the best. So BTR is always in there. And then Sprout Living just came out with probiotic almonds Mm -hmm. in cheesy flavor and truffle, uh, Italian truffle. And they're a plant-based brand. So the cheesy flavor is made with turmeric and nutritional yeast. And these almonds are the most addictive, delicious almonds I have ever, ever had. They are so, you know, in this episode, we also talk about like eating with joy as something Mm -hmm. that's great for our brain. And these almonds spark so much joy. They are, and they're real food and they're good for your gut. And I think always, you know, I know a lot of people when they travel can sometimes have digestion issues or trouble going to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. So anything that supports your gut is also like an added plus, but these, um, I've been eating these almonds every single day. I've been posting a few day in the life videos on TikTok. So you can go over there and see the almonds are in my day in the life videos. Um, So I bring the almonds. And then also something else that I always take with me when I travel is um, I don't take a green supplement at home because I, you know, I take my seed probiotic. I feel like a lot of the green supplements are similar to the benefits of a probiotic or a symbiotic, you know, it helps with bloating, it helps with digestion. Mm -hmm. But when I am traveling, I can't guarantee that I'm going to get all my greens and my nutrients in through food. And so I'll buy packets of green supplements and, um, and try them. And so there's a couple brands that I've enjoyed. I like better greens a lot. Um, but I've also, I just tried bloom nutrition, which I think is 
kind of everywhere now. Um, the founder, she has a podcast and she uh, has like an incredible journey herself. And she founded this supplement company, Bloom, and they sell it kind of everywhere now. So it's it's pretty accessible to get. You don't have to buy it online. So I recently tried the Bloom Nutrition Greens and they come in packets, which I think is really good for travel. And so I bring that for me and my husband as well. So those are kind of BTR bars and chocolates, Sprout Living Probiotic Almonds, and then like a greens packet to make Mm -hmm. sure I'm getting in my greens is kind of that's in my arsenal. And so I just wanted to share that because I know a lot of people were kind of entering towards the spring break time is coming up. I can't believe it's almost March. Yeah. Um, You know, it's like that kind of in case anybody is traveling or just needs snacks because I'm a snack girl. And so that's always in my arsenal. It's in my cabinet. It's in my purse. It's it's everywhere. And so we do have discount codes as well for BTR and for Sprout Living. You can save 20% on both products. BTR, the code is Courageous Wellness and Sprout Living, the code is Courageous. So again, all that's in our show notes. So you can look there. But um, you know, we don't work with brands that we don't love and use clearly. And so, yeah, check that out. But those are my updates. Allie, you have a little bit of a content update for us this week. You know, I live in a very musical household and um, we, my husband and I went to see One Love in the movie theaters. And um, we've been going to the movies more lately, which I think after years of like just streaming through the pandemic, it's kind of fun to go to the movies. But, um, you know, it's funny because Obviously, I was interested in seeing the Bob Marley story, which One Love is a biopic. But I saw the preview and I was like a little worried because biopics can sometimes be like cheesy and not well done. And it's like, oh, I don't know. I was like nervous about this one, but I wanted to see it either way. But I have to say it was so good. It was really moving. It was really well done. I did not find it overly cheesy, but like totally shed a tear. And I think the message in the story and in Bob's life in music is just as relevant as it was 50 years ago in the seventies. And um, it's wild to think that the seventies was 50 years ago, but, but it's, it's um yeah, it's really moving and what art was able to do to overcome political divide. I think it's like a story that again is just like one that is, relevant now more than ever. And, um, I just, I wanted to recommend it as a piece of content, really, really enjoyed it. Um, and I think the family, I think the Marley family was like very involved, um, in the storytelling and in the production. And so there was some, something that actually felt more authentic about this biopic than other ones that I've seen. And there's the way they used, um, Bob Marley and the Whalers, like all their music, how, how it was mute, I can speak used throughout the film um was really really well done so that's just my update it was a little piece of content from this week that really was moving to me i love it um yeah that's it but i think we have such a good episode that we should get to it yes let's do it so today on the podcast we welcome dr romy mushtaq a distinguished neurologist and creator of the brain shift protocol 
Dr. Romy is a sought-after speaker and author featured in outlets like Forbes, NBC, and is also a TEDx speaker. Her expertise is not just academic, it's practical, actionable, and urgently needed in today's high-stress work environments. She recently released her best-selling book, The Busy Brain Cure, the eight-week plan to find focus, tame anxiety, and sleep again, and is a leading authority in stress management and leadership wellness. In this conversation, we tackle the pressing issue of busy brain syndrome and the dangerous glorification of stress and burnout, which has far-reaching consequences for leaders and their teams. This crisis is affecting productivity, performance, and mental well-being across the corporate landscape, and it is robbing us of countless hours of vital sleep. We discuss Dr. Romy's transition from traditional medicine to stress management and have an in-depth discussion all about stress. And Dr. Romy also offers tangible tips from the Brain Shift Protocol for our listeners. We hope you enjoy the episode. Hi, guys. Before we get to today's episode, we want to share how excited we are to offer our community 20% off their first order at Saqqara with code XOCourageous. We have been big fans of the company for years, and the Sakara Life Organic Meal Delivery Program is based on a whole food, plant-rich diet that includes fresh, nutrient-dense, and delicious ingredients. It's perfect for those weeks you need a refresh or don't have time to meal prep. They also have a clean boutique, which offers delicious food forward bars, snacks, beauty water drops, and my personal favorite metabolism super powder, which works to fire up your metabolism, stabilize blood sugar, eliminate bloat and decrease puffiness. The naturally rich low sugar, dark chocolate flavor is perfect for smoothies or simply mixed with coffee and nut milk. I also regularly use the Sakar cookbook full of plant-rich recipes, which you can purchase on their website. Click the link in our show notes to visit sakara.com and use code XOCourageous for 20% off your first order. We know you will love it as much as we do. Now on to the episode. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Romy. Erica and I are really happy to have you on the show and excited to have this conversation with you. So just to start us out, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and a little bit about your personal background? Oh, Ali, Erica, thank you. And the listeners that are here with us, I don't take your time for granted. And I'm just going to say proudly today, stimnist and stilettos arrive to courageous wellness. Okay. But like confession, I'm in my home office. So I'm in my UGG slippers right now. But normally this sister is a, a stilettos crashing the glass ceiling. Uh, I was born to immigrant parents, so proud in a small town in Illinois, and English is my third language. And from a very young age, my parents understood the awesomeness and the opportunity of raising children in the United States compared to Asia at that time. And I had a one success mantra growing up from my parents and my aunties. We have one daughter and you will become a doctor. And my favorite toy was a Fisher Price stethoscope that was like neon yellow and orange. And my sheroes growing up were women that like I saw using their voice. Like we didn't have social media back then. So it was TV. It was Connie Chung and Barbara Walters and Oprah Winfrey. And then I ain't going to lie. I don't think I've confessed this anywhere on any podcast yet. Amelda Marcos and the whole shoe thing. 
Love it. And that was it. And you fast forward and I entered neurology at a time where less than 5% of the brain doctors in America were women. And uh, I loved my job, not only taking care of neurology patients, but doing cutting edge research. And it was really focused on women's brains and hormones as it affected neurological disease, especially epilepsy and migraine. So that was the start of the journey. And uh, I paused to just on a special day today, like we're recording the podcast, we all are celebrating. We're talking about that moment. I give gratitude to my maternal grandmother, who's like no longer with us. And my aunties, like, I mean, I am here today strong because they knew this is the next generation. And, and well, thank you so much for sharing that. And um, yeah, I love I love getting to hear about people's sort of like where you come from, because I think that so informs why we choose certain paths for our life or why we have certain sort of perhaps resilience or um, sheroes or people that, you know, have inspired us. Um, so thank you so much for giving us that little glimpse into your into your family and to your upbringing. And so can you just also share with us why neurology? What was it about that specialty that drew you as you were deciding to become a doctor? You know, Allie, people often ask me that and I still don't have an answer for that. I think it was just intuitively it fits. And, you know, when you're in medicine, there are certain specialties and I had was raised by an intuitive group of women and so that healing intuitive energy was always with me, but then there's also a very practical analytical side. And that's what you need when you're a neurologist, that a kind of system processes brain and everything is in order or process and follows a path. And I mean, back then, less than 1% of doctors chose neurology or psychiatry. We were known as the geeks and the freaks. And quite frankly, I thought brain science was sexy. Um, it makes it hard for me even today. Uh, I'm in corporate America a lot at parties. It makes it awkward to talk to me at a cocktail event and even more awkward on a first date, girl. Let me tell you, like, whoo. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm curious too about, you mentioned, right? This is such a male dominated industry. And I think a lot of women, it, it can be really difficult to enter, you know, these male dominated fields. Um, as a woman. And so what was that experience like as you were kind of navigating, especially early on in your career and your studies? How did you navigate kind of your dreams and your passions and maybe feeling, I'm sure like the only, were the only woman in a lot of the spaces you were in? Yeah, Erica, thank you. I mean, let's have that raw, authentic conversation because in this holistic health bubble that we're all in now, we maybe not, we don't see the disparity of gender identity, marginalization of the BIPOC community, immigrants, children, people that are of different religious racial backgrounds. So um, I felt like I lived in a dichotomy on one side, like the most powerful male ally I had my entire life. And I still do today is my father. And then my uncles who were all doctors and they understood Mushtaq's daughter was going to become a doctor. And it was like my aunties, their wives that kind of were in the background while they were busy working and making that happen. Right. And, on, and then in chapters five through nine of the book, where the science behind the busy brain is, and we'll talk about that in a second, I purposely highlight the stories of the teachers that came along and 
I don't know if either one of you noticed, and most readers won't until I say that, I picked all the men. So being in corporate America and speaking on leadership now, um, it was really important for me to tell the stories of how male allies came along and really understood the assignment and said out loud, like, wait, she's the only woman in the room. What am I going to do to help her and grow that passion? But I think there's also that heartbreaking moment um, you read about in the first section of the book. I loved my job and uh, we didn't have discussions like you all do on your amazing podcast or people do in social media today about the mental health crisis in the workplace or burnout. And here I was like the churning and burning succeed at all costs, being a doctor, being a researcher, being a teacher, being a dutiful daughter. And the chronic stress can cause disease and the chronic stress can kill you. And it nearly killed me. And I should have known better. I'm a brain doctor. But the worst part was I would walk these hospital corridors and feel so dark and in a lone place. Not a single colleague stopped to ask if I was okay. I think maybe some of them honestly didn't know what to say. And there were maybe others that like just judged because I was the only woman there. And when I left to go have life-saving surgery, there were a few that said, that's what happens when you let a woman enter the academy. Mm. But from those ashes, girl, a steminist arose. And here we are today. <laughs> here we are. And uh, your book, which you just referenced, The Busy Brain Cure, and it has the eight-week plan to find focus, tame anxiety, and sleep again, which we're going to go into. I, I emphasize sleep because I think it's the most sort of like important and overlooked thing we can do for our health, right? But um, we're going to go into this. Um, you wrote this book and sharing, you know, some of your own experience, but I just want to touch on the fact that you shared um, like the burnout, which obviously is addressed in the book, but I, I've noticed, especially with friends who are physicians, um, the medical community world, really just like the way it, the system is set up doesn't support our physicians and their their health, what it expects of them. I mean, you talk about the circadian rhythm and and I have a friend who's, um, she's in her fifth year residency, I believe right now. Mm -hmm. And just mm -hmm. the hours, like, uh, I'm, I'm like, how can you be performing, you know, surgery? She does, um, she does like trauma surgery and, wow. and I'm like, but you guys haven't, like you haven't slept, you haven't eaten like all this, the basic yeah. stuff. And so I'm just, it's just something that like, you know, obviously the pain of you having that idea of like, oh, well, it's, this is what happens when you, um, you know, a woman goes into this space, but it's like, it's just really overall like a system that has not for a long time supported the people who are doing life-saving work. Ali, thank you for recognizing that. And I think people need to know that. However, in the research of my book and people know you can take the free busy brain test. We did over 17,000 people and 82% of people registered as being chronically stressed and burned out. And as I dug deeper in the research, no one is immune. So this isn't a healthcare problem. I thought it was 20 years ago, 
and shared the story in a TEDx talk in 2014 that went viral at that time because nobody had really blown the lid on what it means to be burned out and almost die and come back. And yet here we are. And what I find is no one's immune. And that's why in the opening section of the book, I think some holistic practitioners are turned off, but I'm like, y'all, I'm in the real world serving CEOs, teachers, airline pilots, hotel general managers, national sales leaders, like this idea of depriving yourself of sleep and rest and working on the edge of burnout has become the norm. And if you look at the clinical data, it's education and our teachers that are suffering the most. And after that, the first line responders. So I really say this for anyone listening. I really came to you both today so that the three of us, if anybody's listening and they're in that dark and alone place, feeling like they're walking that proverbial hallway, well, maybe know that the three of us are here for you and you're not alone. Absolutely. I mean, stress management is so important. And, you know, Ali and I also, in addition to the podcast, right, we work in um, the holistic nutrition coaching space. And to be honest, we started our first episode of the year. um, We did a coaching episode on tangible tips to tap into your parasympathetic nervous system because there's so much focus on the food we eat or the movement we're doing or all of these things to stay quote unquote well. But as we're going to talk about with stress, if we're living in chronic stress, we can't actually be well, no matter what we're eating, no matter how we're moving. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think because there is this glorification of busy, right? There is this glorification of stress. You know, you know, it's like Allie and I were just having a conversation because I was sick last week, actually. And we sadly realized that a lot of times when we're sick is the only time we really properly allow ourselves to rest, mm-hmm. even in our field, right? With this information that we know. And um, I think, I think it's really important to reflect on. And so when I, to, to begin the journey into the brain, right? You, you did transition from traditional medicine to stress management. When did you realize that was so important or, or what was that process of that connection of, oh, this, this stress is, is quite dangerous. You know, I think every entrepreneur that's come on your podcast or that they, we learn our three, four sentence talking point and we make it sound so easy. So I really want to be real here is you read about my pain and suffering in the book that everyone that's read it so far is saying they can relate to that. So it's not just a doctor thing or a woman thing. And you read in the middle section of the book, like the hero's journey of the people and the guides, male leaders and allies and sponsors that came along the way to help me research and learn the journey. It took years. And I really want to be clear about that. Like this wasn't me regurgitating something out of a functional medicine textbook. So it was that moment that I was sitting after surgery in the hospital where that like pit in your stomach comes going, I just can't go back to that same job. I don't know what to do because nothing I've learned in medical school up till now or adulting skills is going to help me move forward. And I didn't know what that was. And I think when you're so broken in that moment and like hope had like departed my soul like something about the universe was like we got you girl 
And we're going to spoon feed this to you. And I ended up on a global journey because like, I mean, I'm old back then. The meditations were given to me on cassette tapes. Do, do you girls even know what cassette tapes are? Were you even born yet? Okay. We, Erica, we, were. we were. We were. We're <laughs> 80s babies. You, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Okay. We're all 80s babies. Yes. Because <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I'm feeling like an auntie talking nope. about cassette tapes right now. But you know, and then, and then I was like, what is this meditation thing that my aunties are teaching me? Like, I don't need this post-operative chest pain and that darkness is lifting. And then here's the second old school 80s term. I went to the public library. Okay. Thank you both for nodding right now. And I started to get the books on meditation and spirituality and mindfulness. And I was like, wow, you so Zen. I live in the real life here, recovering from surgery. Like, how'd you do that? And there wasn't YouTube or yoga studios on every channel or apps on our phone. And that set me on a global healing journey. And you read about it in chapter five, the monks in Cambodia, my yoga teacher. Um, and somewhere along the way, I realized, boom, girl, you're not doing this just for yourself. There's a different way to treat your brain and mental health patients. And I went back and got a board certification in integrative medicine and then joined an integrative medicine clinic here in Orlando. And I want to tie back to what you were just saying was they were so happy to have someone doing brain and mental health, the mind body connection, because, you know, at that time, and it still is integrative functional medicine can feel like it's only for the top 1% of the 1%. So I, we were only taking care of like professional athletes and C-suite executives and celebrities who could afford this really expensive tool. And I was taking care of elite performers. They're marathon runners. They were strict paleo vegans doing everything right. And yet something was still off. And then I started to put the symptoms together. Like I used to have this they're having it. I didn't quite have the term busy brain for it, but I'm like, something is going on in high achieving professionals that are under chronic stress. And then it wasn't until I started to speak in corporate America and something would happen from the stage and people would be drawn. And I would be there afterwards for hours, hearing the exact same symptoms over and over. And somewhere along the way, the research and the idea came for busy brain. So we are recording this in early 2024 because I know your podcasts like live on in infamy. This research for this concept in this book started in 2017. And here we are today. Um, so that's, I, I think, where I am. And it's this, I hope the idea of, they call it the hero's journey. I'm going to say the shero's journey because I'm bringing along all the shero's that came before me. And together, the three of us are like pulling up all the shero's that are going to come after us because we're also celebrating two things today. I'm going to share my win and you're going to yes. share your win. Please do. Literally, you, other than my family and my mastermind group, you both are the first people I'm sharing this is with all praise to God. I made the USA Today bestseller list. Yay. Yes. And I'm celebrating your good news. I want to hear it. Thank you. Well, first, congratulations. And we feel honored that you shared it on Courageous Wellness. So thank you for sharing that with us and our community. Um, and as you were sharing your good news, as we're recording this, we realized that today is actually the release of our 300th episode, which is crazy. Girls who were raised on cassette tapes, you have over 300 episodes and really good episodes, I may say, because I dig when I'm going to come on a podcast and I was like, these are sisters I could hang out with. Like this is <laughs> doing Intel. So I like, I know what I'm doing on the podcast. I'm like, I want to hang out with Ali and Erica. Thank you. Well, we, I mean, we are so 
we are so fortunate. The like, and you're in this group, of course, to have gotten to speak with such kind of incredible people and incredible guests that we get to learn from every week. And so, um, we enjoy it. It doesn't feel like work. It feels like fun. And we get like the, uh, we get, you know, our growth and our brains expand every time we get to have a conversation. So that's the, um, that's the other benefit for us. Right, Erica? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, it's, it's wild. And I think it's important as we talk about to take the time because in this busy life that we all live, right. Having these busy brains that I want to break down, it, it, it's really important to take time to celebrate, right? Yes. Like our wins yes. to celebrate we don't our as women. No. And, and so I'm going to have an, a proud auntie moment. Can I do that right now? <laughs> yes, yes. All of the listeners that are listening right now, this podcast deserves to be in the top 100. <laughs> I want to be a steminist and let's knock out some of those male voices, go and follow and leave them a review and do all the good <laughs> things and share this podcast. You're oh, thank you so well, much. Thank you. We we appreciate you being here. And, and, you know, your book really is incredible. And everyone should also go and purchase your book and read Thank it you. because it this is, as we're talking about, this is such an important topic, right? Um, and can we maybe start to break down, right? The busy brain. How yes, does sir. this busy brain yes, really sir. impact our lives and our health. It does. Okay. First, I just want to talk about like, you know, it is 2024 and I'm out there in corporate America and 72% of Americans are employed by a company. So that's a big part of the United States. I know your audience is global. I think the statistics are somewhat similar around the world. And I'm here to tell you for real, ain't nobody want to hear just eat berries and breathe and everything's going to be fine. And as I started to do the neuroscience research, I really want to be clear. Some of the stress management techniques that we were teaching in a pre-pandemic world no longer work. Mm. Our brains under chronic stress and the pandemic have permanently transformed, whether people have long COVID, whether people were in social isolation, whether, I mean, you were like me, my business completely reset. We had to rebuild from zero in a pandemic. And whatever that was, we're at mental capacity. So we're no longer needing these like acute stress things. And so in hospitals, I don't blame doctors and nurses and administrators when they get pissed off when someone comes along and saying, you just need to sit through another emotional resilience class. Nobody wants that. Like we need an actual solution. And that's why I started to research the brizzy brain. What is chronic stress doing to our brains? Well, something really fascinating that I'm here to point blank say in the traditional worlds of neurology and psychiatry, we got wrong. We, we as the community, this is what we got wrong. Adult onset ADD and ADHD is real, number one. Number two, adult onset ADD, ADHD, anxiety, and insomnia are not three separate diseases. They're all on one spectrum of chronic stress caused by neuroinflammation from that chronic stress. What have we in the traditional medical community done? Well, either people are jacked up on caffeine all day. They're going to tell us, oh, it was just a cup of coffee in the morning. But girl, it was like four energy drinks. And then they can't calm down. So it's like a half bottle of wine to show up as a mom at night or um, a prescription sleeping pill. And then if that doesn't work, you go to the doctor 
and you're getting prescription Adderall and Ritalin during the day, and then you need a sedative, like an anti-anxiety pill, both that are very addictive. And again, I'm a board certified doctor. I'm not against prescription medicines, but let's just be clear here. 85% of all the prescriptions of stimulant drugs like Adderall, Ritalin, Vyvanse are consumed in the United States. We have a problem and that's the busy brain. Thank you for breaking that down. Go ahead. Go ahead oh, I was just going to ask too, because, you know, I am on TikTok all the time, which is probably terrible for my brain, <laughs> but, um, and to be honest, sometimes like it helps you disassociate and it's like, it, it really does. Like I'm aware it's like hypnotized a little bit when you're scrolling and you're in that mode, but I bring it up because ADHD and ADD is so, unless it's just my algorithm, but it's very popular. on TikTok. And I think it's very popular with Gen Z and also um, that adult diagnosis of it more popular than ever or more talked about than ever. And it's interesting because I never heard it tied to this concept of Mm -hmm. stress and what's going on and kind of day to day. Can you elaborate on that a bit? Because again, I just I'm inundated with like this ADHD content. And so how do you know if it's something you actually have? Yeah. Or if it's, um, you know, because there's so much noise about it right now. We want to take a quick break from this episode to tell you about BTR Nation. BTR is a female founded food brand that is on a mission to end mindless snacking with their protein bars with a purpose. BTR bars and chocolate truffle cups are plant-based and made with no gluten, no dairy, no soy, no added sugar, no corn or rice syrups, no GMOs, no natural flavors, no sugar alcohols, no stevia, no inflammatory ingredients, and no gums or fillers. It's the cleanest label in the category. They only use ingredients that you can pronounce and adaptogenic superfoods like reishi, lion's mane, and cordyceps. Allie and I love BTR bars and always have them in our cabinets. I am currently loving the cinnamon cookie dough energy bars and the cherry dark chocolate truffle cups are my favorite sweet treat. Founder and owner Ashley Marie found inspiration for her brand in an unlikely place at an unlikely time at the hospital cafeteria. When both of her parents were diagnosed with cancer, her life turned upside down as she became their caretaker and her own nutrition began to suffer. Ashley was devouring protein bars when she could, as many of us do, to fit in a meal or a snack. Most of the bars she quickly discovered were filled with sugar. After her parents passed away, she founded her bar brand based on their family mantra, be bold, tenacious, and resilient, BTR. If you want to try BTR bars and truffle cups, you can save 20% on your order with code COURAGEOUSWELLNESS at btrnation.com. You can also find this link in our show notes and link tree on Instagram. Girls, I know. Okay, first of all, I'm having an auntie moment. Like, get off the talk, tick, tick, tock. Because every yeah, time right. you looked at an Instagram reel or TikTok and you scroll, what happens? Like from a brain doctor, your finger is touching the screen and you get a dopamine hit. And there's your default, uh, you know, um, motor neuron network, the DMN. That's like 
controls your focus and all of that in your brain. It's it's a complex system of attention span, but you're on the dopamine high and then you go through withdrawal and you need to swipe again, you need to heart again, and something makes you laugh. And, and then the algorithm keeps feeding you that. And it's, it's an addiction, right? A dopamine addiction, just like taking a repeated hit of crack, cocaine or gambling or shopping online, like whatever that addiction feeling is. But let me backtrack. So when I went into neurology and we study psychiatry, it's under one board um, back in the 1990s, adult onset ADD, ADHD was not recognized or the formal term is attention deficit hyperactivity disorder in attentive type. That's so long to say. So I say the old fashioned term ADD. But now when you look at the actual medical literature, which by the way, in the back of the book, there's hundreds of the references for all the traditional doctors that are going to be hating on this because we know they do sometimes when they hear the integrated medicine thing, it's all there. Um, it's an actual diagnosis now that we have seen emerged and studying from the last like 10 to 12 years of psychiatry, neurology, psychology, literature. So one, it is real for all the haters that are out there saying it's not real. The problem is, is you watch a TikTok and somebody goes on, hey, the three tips to know, Erica, if you have adult onset ADD, oh, you've got to watch the next four TikToks to get the tips, right? Um, that Baby, that's not how we diagnose ourselves, my sister. Like auntie's like, like there are actual questionnaires or scales that a trained doctor, a neurologist, psychiatrist, psychologist, somebody that actually is specializing in this and understands will walk you through in the office. And then I come in with the busy brain cure saying, okay, do you need a trial of medicine? Or is there something about you wondering, is there something a little deeper going on? And if you also have the anxiety, the too many browser windows open on your computers and in your brain, and you're getting anxious to so just me sending one thank you email to Ali and Eric after this great interview, and it's taking me 37 minutes instead of three, like... I'm anxious and then I can't shut down the racing thoughts at night, then maybe there's something deeper going on that we need to do in addition to medicine, whether you choose or not to get that. So, um, and why that's happening is chronic stress, neuroinflammation. Um, and quite frankly, what's new, what's new in the last decade, all of our digital devices and the multi device use, right? We went from when computers were for first introduced to us when we were in high school and college and just one to having how many devices do we all have, right? I mean, be honest, anybody listening, you've got this podcast going, is there a smart TV on in the background? Are you also looking at your laptop and doing work? Like how many devices? And that's rewiring our brain. So long-winded answer, three points from that. Adult onset ADD, ADHD is real. Number two, our multi-digital device use and this dopamine high and low is feeding into it. And Erica, auntie is going to say, as she does in the book, when she gets a busy brain, please stay off the TikTok talk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, All very, you know, it's so interesting. You're talking about this and we, we talk about like how, how just like exponentially changed from the digital perspective our lives have been in the last decade. And um, Erica and I are like definitely... I'm a little older than she is, but like we like are smack in that real kind of true millennial mid eighties babies and straddled the world where like we were adults when the iPhone was invented. I was graduating from college. So straddled the worlds of like 
you know, growing up with cassette tapes, I remember getting the Ace of Base cassette tape. Was oh, Ace one. of Base. Okay. Like I'm right <laughs> okay. Can that be the intro music for the podcast yes. for this episode? Yeah, Ace we have to light, we'll have to light some Ace of Base, but something tells me, me, we might be able to get it. Um, and, and, and this, you know, the constant connection, which you're talking about now, which we're all, you know, fall prey to. And, um, but I find myself longing for the time that like quieter time. And I see the younger generation and it, it kind of freaks me out. I think in so many ways they're more developed and advanced and mature. And in some ways like this whole inability it's, it's like nobody's fault, but this like attention span thing, we have a real issue yeah, with it. We do. And, and the anxiety, as you're saying, and you talk about in the book that comes along with it too. And, um, and so I guess the importance of really understanding how to, you know, as adults who have straddled both worlds, I think it's a lot easier. Like Erica can say, I'm going to put down TikTok now. I can consciously make that choice. Or she can say, I'm constant. I, I know. By, by the I'm way, scrolling. she's laughing. You may not be seeing the video yeah. right now. She kind of gave us a smirk. I don't she's know like, if that was Maybe yes I no. can. Yeah. No, but like, <laughs> you know, yes. But even you, like, you're like, I'm aware that I'm like addicted to TikTok or aware that I'm scrolling incessantly right now. And, and you can set the boundary and be like, I know it's good for me to put this away. And by the way, if it's not social media, I know it's constantly checking your work emails because yeah. I serve a community. It's just as evil. So I'm not dumping on Erica right now because if it's not TikTok, it's FOMO it's, or her work email. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. one thing. Right. And, um, and I'm just using that because it's a good example. And I think a lot of people can probably relate to that. So can you share with us, I know like throughout the book and obviously everybody should go get it so you can read it. We're not going to give it all away, but can you share with us, you have like brain dump portions at the end of each section and um, there's, you know, some key takeaways and there's some exercises. And can you just share with us a little bit, like if anybody's listening to this conversation relating to the overstimulation of like mm -hmm. the digital world, mm -hmm. are there some things that A, we can do if we're yes. like deeply yep. into it, just like some practical mm -hmm. first things to start with. And mm -hmm. then this is like a two-parter. And then is there anything you could suggest if we have parents listening to mm. because we have a whole other generation that ha doesn't straddle the worlds it's it's mm -hmm. in, it was born into this world so yeah. preemptively just things to be conscientious of for them oh okay so let's start i'm gonna start with the hard part first because i'm gonna like ugh, frustrate you both and maybe some of the listeners is this book was researched um, looking at people about age 30, 35 and older, the mental health data. Mm -hmm. So uh, millennials and Gen Xers, yeah. boomers, octogenarians. So I really want to, because Gen Z, when you, you know, as a chief wellness officer, I'm really mindful of diversity, equity, inclusion, belonging. Nobody wants to just be tagged as a certain generation. But when you look at the actual brain and mental health data, it's very different for the children that were brought up on, on devices. And what we see with them in Gen Z is puberty is starting earlier, and but adolescence is going on longer. So when we were 
I don't know about you all, but I was sent out at 18 to go to a six-year medical program and join medical school. Like we had to mature, like we had to grow the F up and go to college and work through it. What we find is when a lot of the Gen Zs are going to college, they're still deep in the throes of hormonal changes and adolescence as if they were 13. So adolescence is lasting longer. It's complex because of digital devices, hormones, and earlier exposure to alcohol and other different drugs that were not on the market when we were all growing up. So that's a, a big thing. The second thing you asked me about parents is this book is not written for children that are under the age of 18. I'm a firm believer. I tell the story of my aunties for a reason. We can only be what we can see. So if our children, like my nieces and nephews are seeing that I'm constantly checking my work email, it is literally showing them to constantly check their phones. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. I think that's, it's fascinating to see that there's based on the research that you share in this book, that there's this kind of wave of, as you said, generationally millennials and up, let's just say as from an adult perspective, but I think you make a really good point that the modeling of us and what we're going through has a deep impact on our, on the next generation too. So you were asking me about tips from the book. So I yes. went and wrote down at the end of the book, we just didn't give you a book full of science and stories. We were like, we're giving you a protocol. Yeah. I was kind of bored during the pandemic. So, you know, I'm a researcher. I was like, let me go into the psychoneuroimmunoendocrinology literature. Let's find a cure for this. And by the way, the best part, ooh, this is kind of scary to say this in front of you two sisters. We ain't going on no diet, no cleanses, no diet. No. Okay. I'm getting snaps from you all. Really? You're okay oh, with oh we're, we're in support of that. Yeah. We are a very food positive podcast. We do not believe in anything restrictive or cleanses because short term we know doesn't lead to long term success. So, uh uh-uh. uh. Okay. Well, and here's the other fascinating part you're creating trauma tracks in the brain around mm-hmm. food. Mm-hmm. So, one, if you do want two things in this podcast, we have a free busy brain test to get a brain score. So you actually know what your brain score is. This is a validated neuropsychology test that tells you what chronic stress is doing to your busy brain. And this is how we did the research. 17,000 people took it. You can take it for free on my social media. We'll put the link here in the Courageous Wellness podcast for you to do for free. So that's step one. Get your brain score so you know where you stand. Then we're going to put you through an eight-week protocol. You take the brain score again. You're like, oh, look at this. Not only am I sleeping better and focusing, my brain score is back down below 30, which is normal. That's step one, right? Step two is I want you to schedule to eat comfort food. And I'm going to model this. And then Allie and Eric are with me too, if they want, is I want you to think of food that brings you comfort and utter joy. It can be tied to a family recipe or a positive family memory, core family memory of joy, a religious holiday, your state or country of origin, um, you know, state of origin and, um, For me right now, it's a little cold when we're doing this interview. I'm like craving, uh, it's, it's a rice dish called Palau. It's basmati rice and you cook it with a, a foundation of ghee and onions and garlic. And then you mix like peas or some vegetables in it. And then I want to put potato curry on top. And it reminds me of the comfort food that was made by my maternal grandmother and my aunties, like a very Punjabi dish. And you just notice I'm putting fried carbs on top of fried carbs, like but like the joy in my face. And that's the second thing I want everyone to do to heal a busy brain. Cause this ain't about no diet. Do you all have a favorite comfort food right now? Mm. Um, we, it's, you know, I do I'll share one. Cause one came to mind for me and I don't get it that often because it's from my 
state of origin. Yeah. <laughs> um, even though I've been a long time Californian, my favorite like comfort food, because I grew up in Jersey, I'm a Jersey girl, was an everything bagel with egg, cheese, Taylor ham, and ketchup, salt, pepper, Girl. ketchup, sandwich, Girl. breakfast sandwich. Yeah. Oh, it would I mean, be like my last meal if I if I was on. I, I mean, I don't want it to be a last meal. Like we have a lot to celebrate, a best-selling book and 300 podcast episodes. Let's get on the plane and go to Jersey and get the special bagel. Yeah, because and, you can't, frankly, you can't get them here. You can't get them in LA. They, no, they're no. not worth it. I love it. And, and, you know, if you're not seeing the video of this podcast, it's like, Allie was so serious asking me these scientific questions in my journey and like her face and aura <laughs> it just lit up with joy telling us about this bagel and the ham and how Jersey that it's like ketchup, right? Yeah, ketchup. Yeah, I love that. I love that. How about, how about you, Erica? Uh, I'll, I'll share mine in a second, but something I love about Allie and you know, when you realize you're like friends, soulmates is, um, you know, we, we, uh, we live in Los Angeles and you know, people don't always prioritize like meals here. I, it's crazy to say that, but like you could go out and hang out with people and nobody stops for lunch or we'll be like, Oh, like, what are we eating for dinner? Allie and I are eaters. <laughs> And we always would like, I just knew we were like friends, soulmates when it was like, wait, like we haven't eaten lunch yet. What's lunch? Or like, oh, wait, we're going to a party tonight. But like, where are we eating dinner first? Yeah. <laughs> like, it was always like meals are always prioritized in our friendship. Mm -hmm. And I just. Um, Can I join up for this? Sister yeah, please. Like, this is the comfort food thing. Okay. So we, what's your comfort? We are food? eaters. You know, it's so, so I grew up in Los Angeles and so we don't have like seasons. This is the coldest it really gets here it's like 40s at night which is really cold for us but typically it's like 60s is cold and so um my family would always celebrate with sushi which is so funny but again it's a very Los Angeles very LA thing very. okay and so for me like eating sushi reminds me of like family celebrations it's always what we would do um even uh i grew up buddhist too so i have a lot of japanese grandmothers who would like make me rice balls <laughs> like traditional little japanese rice ball snacks so basically japanese food is comfort food for me and so but it's not cold weather food so um i have to find some cold weathered comfort food because the ramen hello oh my gosh ramen obviously like, <laughs> like i need to ship a bowl of ramen to your sister I like know, yes. I know. yeah and anything i mean i do love i love like pasta any pasta mm -hmm. is also yeah. so comforting it is so. so i think if you wanted steps to take about the phone i want us to bring joy and comfort back into our lives and get a brain score because uh, we break down what happens in the first four weeks of the protocol is we're restoring the busy brain center the hypothalamus the circadian rhythm that the stress eating typically stops yeah. and so stress eating is i took a whole box of cookies or i you know ate six bagels or I had three bowls of biryani, like eating it mindlessly, like TikTok. Or like, where did the gallon of ice cream go or the bag of potato chips goes? That's stress eating. That's typically carbohydrates, salty foods, chocolate sweets, all in combination maybe to calm anxiety or a negative emotion of stress. Comfort food is that joy. And so that's what I want for the listeners, you know, but we can go more into the protocol. And we've been talking a lot about ADD and ADHD. So let's break maybe that one down, but tell that'd me be what great. Like. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be great. Thank you. Yeah. 
because we love to give our audience who like tangible tips they can take away yeah. just from listening to this conversation. Amazing. And it's interesting you mentioned to the emo because I've always been an emotional eater. I have all that's like my uh, self love body journey that led to me going into the wellness space has a lot to do with that. And I think there is a concept of when we live in chronic stress and um, it, there's like a nurturing component. I think it, it's mindless, but I, I've, I'm so aware of my tendencies now that I know when I'm emotionally eating, it's like, well, what am I trying to nurture that yeah. I'm missing? And um, yeah. So if you can break down the protocol for our listeners, that would be yeah. incredible. You're going to go through an eight week protocol. And the first thing is to get your brain score. The second thing we do is restoring the circadian rhythm. So when neuroinflammation happens, it's not just the limbic system. And that's why the whole box breathing, like maybe that won't cut it because there's something deeper going on. And that's mm -hmm. your SCN nucleus and your circadian rhythm or sleep wake cycle is now off. And not only is it going to disrupt your sleep wake cycle and hunger, but also your ability to focus and hormones. And we're going to break that down. And so the second week of the protocol, we put you through a seven day sleep challenge, which no alcohol. So perfect. If you know, you're continuing dry January into the year, mm -hmm. um, and it's cognitive behavioral therapy techniques to do that. And you can just download it straight out of the book or on the website. So that's it. But what's really important if difficulty focusing is a part of it, we have to restore your sleep. We're going to start you on magnesium glycinate and 5-HTP. Always talk to your doctor. This is a health education podcast. If you're on an antidepressant, please don't take the 5-HTP. We break down other options in the book for you. But that is restoring naturally your serotonin and melatonin levels. That will put you back into that cycle of resting and restoring and then energy during the day. Most people coming out of that seven-day sleep challenge already report a better focus during mm. the next day. But here are other things that are key. In week seven of the protocol, we actually have a lab list for you. This ain't those bougie, overpriced, integrative functional medicine labs. Because like, I work in the real world. And I know in the US, it's even a privilege to have health insurance. So most of my clients I work with are employed and they have health insurance. So we had to come up with lab panels that would give you the answer of why I have a busy brain and I can't focus. So we give, have labs that you download out of the book, take a copy to your doctor and you can take to your primary care doctor and insurance will cover it, right? And if not, we partnered with Rupa Health and straight off of our website, you can order it like at cost and go to a lab corner and draw those labs. But here are the three things I want anyone who's having difficulty focusing to check. A full thyroid panel. And if you're like, oh my God, I heard this on the podcast. I did these labs a year ago. No, if you still can't focus, go back and get it. You're going to read my heartbreaking story in the book of never having a regular period, infertility issues, hair falling out in chunks, having a busy brain, not being able to focus. And knowing in my heart of hearts that like, is it my thyroid? And it didn't get diagnosed until I saw an integrated medicine doctor at age 39. Yeah. So thyroid, full thyroid panel, number one, a vitamin D3 level for attention and focus and brain power is critical. Those two things, if you went to check, and can I add one more? Yeah, please. Okay. Um, homocysteine levels and checking for MTHFR deficiency. Mm -hmm. These three problems, thyroid, vitamin D3, and methylation disorder, or MTHFR deficiency, or elevated homocysteines, here is the whack thing that nobody else will tell you, is that for women, maybe 25 to 30% of us are presenting just as anxious and we can't focus. 
and you're written off as she's anxious. She's can't cut it at the job. Um, Maybe it's hormonal. No, somebody didn't check your thyroid vitamin D3 or methylation disorder. And that's the only symptoms you're presenting with. Maybe your metabolism and weight is fine. Maybe your periods are okay. And that's the thing that just gets me as a woman doctor. Like sisters, if you are listening to this and you have another sister who is anxious and can't focus, download the lab slip and give it to her. If your doctor won't listen to you, hand this book to them, please. Or send them to my website. We have all the reference for practitioners that we're building there. That's great. Thank you so much. I think what like what an amazing gift to have too is is the lab sheet just like telling people what they should get be getting checked. Um oh by the way, can I add one more pro tip yes, there? Yes. You absolutely. cannot just walk into your primary care doctor and be like, "Yo, I just heard Allie and Erica <laughs> and their new comfort food bestie Romy on the podcast and um check these labs. You need a diagnosis. So please tell them I'm anxious. I can't focus. I'm under chronic stress, my periods, my hair, whatever. They need symptoms so that the insurance will cover it. Another pro tip. Awesome. And um was I just like, what was what my brain, my busy brain? No, my I, I actually had acupuncture before our show. So it was more of a relaxed brain. But um I was gonna say, oh, oh this, the thyroid panel too, something that I've learned too is it's also, as Dr. Romy said, asking for a full thyroid panel because sometimes the doctor doesn't test you for a full thyroid panel. They'll just mm-hmm. test your TSH. So, um, and I'm clenching my jaw. They get a TSH, T3 and T4 and they're like, Ali, check this last year. You're fine. No, You're fine. there's eight labs. We break it down in the book, print it out, hand it to them. And honestly, if they're going to be difficult, just send them to my website. Cause like, please, please. One in eight women in the United States has an undiagnosed thyroid condition, maybe autoimmune. And guess what? If you're a sister like me and you have melanin in your skin, like one in four. And we know in this current healthcare system, women are still ignored in 2024. And if you're a woman of color, you're mm-hmm. more likely to be ignored. Yes. Yeah. Ooh. I okay, even with, I down can't, now. I could talk about this forever, especially, you know, I went off of the birth control pill in 2021 and um, subsequently have been dealing with some like PMDD type symptoms. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you, and I have wonder, I love my general practitioner, but the amount of times I just get told to just go back on the birth control pill as a solution it makes me so unbelievably Ooh, angry. Your the doctor is getting cross-eyed for yeah, you. <laughs> the amount of times I've had to advocate for panels I want to get done or for my hormones to get checked and 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 the amount of doctors who have been like, but it doesn't matter because this is how we'll treat it anyway. I just can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I, I mean, that, that's a whole nother topic. Have me on back for yeah. PMDD because I've yeah. been studying this since neurology, right? And women who would have exacerbation of seizures or, mm-hmm. um, you know, migraines during that time, there is something you need to do, but there's so much more, but here's, oh, we, have me back and we'll, oh yeah, we're, we're definitely going to be a, a part, part two. two. <laughs> I was going to ask with comfort this, food, with comfort food. We should, we'll do this in person next time. Yeah. It's going to be a bunch of food. Bring um, your own comfort. There's actually a really cute podcast. I love It's like a content recommendation for anyone. It's called table manners and it's a British podcast and it's a, I think she's a singer out of the UK, Jessica, I'm not going to, I'm going to butcher her name, but the podcast is Table Manners and it's her and her mom. And they, they cook meals with their like 
big celebrity guests, like huge celebrity guests. And they talk all about like food and like people's like journey. Like what food did you grow up eating? What foods do you like eating? What's your death row meal? It's all about food and they eat and cook while they do the podcast. Hey, and it's Jessica, lovely. if you're listening to the three of us, <laughs> yeah. we can help your busy brain. Can we come cook and can eat? We come, I know. Yeah. And across the pond. So yeah. delicious. So table yeah. manners. And it's just, it's a lovely little podcast. But Except I was gonna... here's the thing. I don't have table manners as much <laughs> as my aunties like tried. No, That's it's okay. so funny. Um, I was going to ask though too. So we we have the protocol. Everyone needs to buy the book. But if anyone is listening and they're like, is there anything I can do today for some immediate relief to my busy brain? Is there anything I can implement like right now after I listen to this show that you would recommend for anyone listening? Sorry, and again, I know it's a quick fix. Sorry, right? not like, yeah. sorry. This ain't no TikTok real. This ain't no TikTok. This ain't no Instagram real. You're here because those three tips over those four TikToks put you in a busy brain. And so when you have chronic stress that's been going on for months or years, and it's created this neuroinflammation, like we've given you that. Number one, get your brain score, take the busy brain test and mm -hmm. understand. Step two is we put you through a seven day sleep challenge. And by the way, if you take the busy brain test, we email you that week of the protocol as our gift for free. So it's right there for you to start. You're immediately going to start feeling better. You're going to be like, girl, give me the rest of the protocol and then get the book because it's eight weeks. Yeah. Now I know your listeners want a quick tip. I already said it. Comfort food. Give yourself that comfort, schedule it. And and do that and be in that comfort and be in that joy because it's in that place. You're going to know this one thing that I wish somebody had said to me when I was sitting in the surgeon's office. They were like, we don't know your prognosis from me. You're the youngest case we've seen of the achalasia. You have precancerous lesions. You're going to need multiple surgeries. Do you have disability insurance? Girls, I didn't even know what the hell disability insurance was. Ooh, sorry, I just cursed on your podcast. It's fine. And uh, we have an E for explicit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, girl, I wish I knew that earlier. I swear in that moment, like joy and hope departed my soul. Mm. And I wish somebody has said to me what I'm going to say to every listener right now. My sisters, your brain is not broken. Your mind is not a mess. And hope did not depart your soul. It starts with one brain shift. We've given you several. Start with your busy brain score. You'll be walked into the seven-day sleep challenge. You get labs. But most of all, go enjoy your comfort food and tag the Courageous Wellness podcast and hashtag busy brain. I want to see what the comfort food is. I mean, ever since this book comes out, we are having a heyday as a team. People, We stop looking at people mentioning that they bought the book. We're enjoying the comfort food. And I'm still obsessed with this idea of a bagel with ketchup on it, by the way. Well, it's, it's on the egg, but yes, I guess it's on the bagel too. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much. I know we could chat another hour with you, but we really appreciate you spending your time sharing with us today, your expertise. And as Erica said, everybody go buy the book. We'll link it of course in the show notes. And um, as we wrap up, we do three sort of fun wrap up questions about you. So uh, just out of curiosity, as a busy physician, <laughs> what do you do on a daily basis to take care of yourself? What are some daily self-care um, practices in your day-to-day? -day, or do you have any non-negotiables? Yes. Um, 
I now, I don't see patients anymore, but I fly around the country as a chief wellness officer and a speaker. We protect my sleep at all costs on my schedule. Um, It is literally blocked out in time zones for flights. It has to be a really good reason to get on a red-eye flight. And even meeting you all in LA or back for comfort food may not cut it as much as Mm -hmm. I love you all. Mm -hmm. The second thing is I get up and pray and meditate. And it's honoring my ancestors, honoring my spirituality. I'm not the same when I don't get to do that. And so those are the things that matter for me. And you can actually, like my entire schedule is built around my sleep. I love that. That I love that so much. Um, the next question we ask is, what does being courageous mean to you? It was when every moment in my life I've hit a glass ceiling and being full of fear, not turning back around, but looking for the collective sisterhood to start shattering it. That's being courageous. Thank you so much. And thank you for all that you've done to shatter those ceilings as well. So we're, we're very um, fortunate to have you here today. And then the final question, uh, the final question for you, of course, in addition to your own book, has there been something that you would refer or recommend to our audience, a book um, that's just meant something to you? It can be on anything, even a novel, just something that you love. Two. And and they both both may be generic, but somehow they're my comfort books. One is The Alchemist. Somebody gave it to me over 15 years ago when I got divorced. And it is the first book I read every new year, every January 1st. Um, it really is insightful spiritual lesson about where you are on your path. And I learn a different lesson every year I read it. And the second one is The Red Tent, a fiction book by Anita Diamante. And it's just a powerful book about the ancient wisdom and rituals of women and sisterhood and honoring our cycles and uh, and love the, those two books. Thank you so much. And thank you again for being here. If anyone wants to find you, follow you, uh, you know, buy your book, where can they do that? Yeah, I'm uh, Dr. Romy, R-O-M-I-E on my website, my social media, and my book is available now. I want to honor this as a woman, doctor, best-selling USA Today, best-selling book. Yay. Wait, wait. Thank you. <laughs> on your, uh, celebrating your 300 episodes and more by the time this gets released, uh, you can buy our, my book anywhere books are sold globally. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Courageous Wellness. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode featuring a different guest each week. Subscribe, rate, and write us a nice review. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Courageous Wellness or get in touch via our website, www.courageouswellness.net, where you can also find additional info about our health coaching services, virtual group events, newsletter, and more. Until next week, I'm Allie. And I'm Erica, and we're Courageous Wellness.